So, hi, and welcome to another episode of Net Support Radio. Mark Anderson here, head of ed- education at Net Support, and I'm really, really pleased to have Stephen Rushforth with me today from DigiSocial. Uh, but um, before I get into all that sort of stuff, uh, welcome, Stephen. How are you? Oh, extremely well, thanks, Mark. Um, uh, different time zone over here in Australia, but uh, yeah, travelling well. Fantastic stuff. So look, you, you've had a career in education, uh, um, but things have changed a little bit in recent times. Can you share a little bit about your career to date, please? Yeah, thanks, thanks, Mark. Yeah, I had 25 years in education, 10 of those as a, as a principal. Um, in fact, did a stint in the UK um, for 12 months as, as well as part of that. And um, But been around multiple schools in that time, um, had a great career in education but then jumped ship a few years ago and went into private enterprise for a while um, ran a couple of companies and then got back um, in touch with education through um, a group called the fathering project we were developing dad's groups in schools one of the messages that dad's groups gave me over and over again was that one of the major um, issues that they faced with raising kids was the effect of social media and the effect of technology on their lives. So um, Mm. I I got into um, the cyber education field um, uh, about 12 months ago now and uh, um, so I'm I'm still in touch with education, still um, selling into schools and and got a product for schools, Um, but, uh, yeah, just from a different perspective now. It's great, though. I mean, I, I love the fact that I do what I do now, but I come from a background in education. Um, yeah. the, the, I, I find many companies who don't have p- people working within them that haven't previously been in education, they, they, they don't get it. I think it's a little bit like, you know, talking about children when you haven't been a, a parent yourself sometimes, you know. I, I certainly know when I have my own children, my, my uh, views as a teacher um, – uh, on uh, parenting uh, changed massively you know I used, I used to think you know crikey parenting must be easy because like you know I can control a classroom of 30 children but honestly put me you know trying to get under lockdown here in the UK trying to homeschool my own two children <laughs> I'd rather have had a classroom of 30 to be honest um, <laughs> yeah it was entirely different wasn't it, during that time it's funny though isn't it um, everyone who comes through a principal's door knows about education because they've been to school. It's, it's funny, isn't it? And they, 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 they don't go through their lawyer's door and tell the lawyer how to, how to run their child's education or their doctor, but they're happy to do it when they come to school because they've been to school, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jumping back to what you said before, Stephen, about um, uh, the dad's groups and things, um, with my dad hat on myself as well, I mean, my, my own, my, my youngest, he's 10, he came to eat... Uh, um, I use um, parental controls on on the iPads and things we use in the home. And uh, so I had had an app request just this last week for TikTok. He's 10. And uh, I didn't approve it straight away within moments. Dad, can I have it? You know. Mm-hmm. So then mm-hmm. it's like started to have that conversation. So I was sharing with him some recent news reports about how TikTok are using that data and, and uh, you know, um, sharing things they probably shouldn't be with young people's data. Digital citizenship is important to me, as is online safety, and it's important to you too. But what do you see the biggest pressures on young people today when it comes to social media, Stephen? Yeah, that, those peer pressures are enormous, aren't they? Um, you know, we, uh, all of those platforms um, have have a 13-year age limit on them. 
yet we know that 90% of our 13-year-olds here in Australia, and I think it's replicated across the world, 90% of them already have multiple accounts at that time. And those mm. big platforms, they, they're not concerned about that. They're quite happy um, to have the custom. Um, you know, they, they ask you for your age but they don't check anything. They just the kids um, lie about their age, and they get a, get an account, and they get pressure from the other kids. So even if you you're, you're um, and you're an educated digital citizen, um, Mark, but um, even if you're not, um, you know you get pressure from your kids to, and their their peers. And it, even if you're strict about that and keep them off, um, you can bet your bottom dollar. But that when they have the sleepover or when they visit another kid's um, uh, house that those parents may not be quite as uh, concerned as you are about that um, and your kids are likely to be accessing some stuff that you, they probably shouldn't and they're not trained to do. You know, it's interesting. We um, When we teach a kid to drive a car, um, we teach them to cross the road as, as a youngster. They teach them left and right and, and we teach them to ride their bikes and the appropriate um, road rules. We, we They sit in our car and we teach them a, a, along the way. We do supervised driving lessons and then, then some supervised hours. Um, but when it comes to social media, which is a far greater and far more dangerous place than being in a car for young people, um, we, we just give them the device and say, off you go. You're on your own. We don't teach them that stuff. So, so one of the things that we're trying to do is to to um, to teach kids to be civil, savvy, and safe online. Um, and and you're you're starting those conversations that you just talked about with your young fella. Um, that's really important conversations that all parents need to have with their kids. Yeah, and no, I completely agree. I, I shared an acrostic years ago about um, when children are sharing online, they should think, you know, so is it true? Is it helpful? Is it inspiring? Is it necessary? Is it kind? And using that as a reference point uh, for those sort of conversations. But I mean, that's sort of 10, 15 years ago. Just mentioning the TikTok thing again, something like 300 million, or is it 300? I mean, the, the numbers are crazy uh, about the number of users on these platforms and things. These, these pressures on young people are just absolutely huge. What what um what what what's your advice about sort of navigating those those sort of spaces and places because they can be quite sort of murky waters, can't they? Yeah. Um. Look, the the, the best advice that I can give parents to to in terms of dealing with their young people um is to is not to be looking over their shoulder all the time, but to to model and um and um and show kids. Um, critical thinking about things. So when you're modelling, looking at, at sites, um, that helps kids to, to learn a bit about it and, and to think critically about it. But to keep those screens in a public place in your in your house. Why mm. is that important? Because um, if, if, it, if they're, they're allowed to use them in, in the, the depths of their bedrooms, it's not about you checking up on them because if you try and check up on kids all the time, um, they'll, you'll just drive it underground. They'll they'll find a way to do it without you noticing. But if you if you model the use of screens in a public place in your house and you're modelling critical thinking about those things, your kids will pick up on that. So modelling that stuff is really important. And the other thing about um, not having it in their in their bedrooms is if if they if you they hear you modelling critical thinking and and asking questions about things that are posted online and 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 working through them if they hear that um, and they're sitting in their bedroom and they come across something which is 
doesn't sound quite right to them. Um, if they turn their head and there's no one there, I can bet your bottom dollar they're not getting out of their seat. They turn their head back to the screen and they go on with it. Mm. But if they're in a public place and, and you're there and they can talk to you about it and you can talk to them about it, then you're half a chance to make, have a conversation and get some learning happening around um, the civility, the, the savviness and the safety in, in, in involved in being online. It strikes me from the conversation here that it goes back to that thing about you know everything being about relationships as well. But having it in that place and space and being able to have those sort of conversations, I have it myself with my own two as well. They 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 are huge fans and players of Fortnite, a game yeah. I'm sure you um, are asked lots of questions about and comes up in lots of conversations yeah. in the work you now do, Stephen. But um, again, you know. It can be a bit annoying because it feels like I've got 30 children in my lounge all connected and playing the game at the same time. But I'd far rather have that than, than again, like them, you know, hiding away and doing it in, in, in uh, closeted spaces and, and all those sorts of things. And what's nice as well, actually, like what uh, I found with having them play the games in, in, the, in the sort of public space in the lounge and, and whatnot is that they then want to draw you in and want you to engage with it. They want to show you their achievements. They want to show you their stuff. And actually listening in as a parent, for me, it's lovely to actually hear them, you know, on occasion. It's like excuse, someone, someone said a naughty word. And it's like, listen, uh, you know, if, you, if, we, if we're playing together, we can't be using language like that, you know. And, and, and I, I don't have to say anything, but I'm so proud of my child when I hear them, you know, be, be behaving responsibly in those sort of situations. But the collaboration, the team building, the the, the um, sort of creativity for solving problems they come up with together, working together, I think, you know, for the, for the for the most part, it's actually a really good experience. But again, social media um, uh, uh, to one side, gaming. Um, yeah. Parents again, so some of the parents worry an awful lot about. It. If we look at um, some slightly older games, like your Call of Duties and your Grand Theft Autos yeah. of this world, you know there are some yeah. quite, particularly Grand Theft Auto. There are some pretty. I don't want to say nasty, but you know, it's it's certainly not age appropriate for my children who are age ten and twelve. Some of the activities you can get up to in those sort of games. Where can people go for advice around this sort of thing, Stephen? Oh, there's a range of places you can they can search for, but it's an interesting concept, isn't it? That gaming stuff. It's actually a, it's actually an addictive process, and those games are built to be addictive. They actually build them in build things into the games that that draw kids into that um you talked about the collaboration the socialization and and, and you monitoring that and keeping um a handle on that is really important but um, but there's been some recent studies um that um about around the gaming addiction and um they actually can't tell the difference in a kid's in a brain of a, a person that's gaming addicted in the dopamine which is presented in that brain um, they cannot tell the difference in in um, in post mortem um, between uh, that and and a, 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 an illegal substance, meth addiction um, mm. brain. The dopamines are very similar in terms of the, the, the what what they draw on. So it is an addiction. Anything in moderation is okay, um, but you can you can you've got to be careful about that addictive stuff. Um, look, there's there's a range of um, um, websites you can go to which have great resources around um, gaming addiction. You know, I'd, I'd encourage people to get to, to seek out um, some information around those. Um, there, there's a range of specialists that go into schools and and uh, um, and talk about these these matters. Um, and again, I'd, I'd urge parents to to take that on board. But but it's interesting um, those those sorts of um, uh, one-off. 
um, presentations by people in into schools um, draw draw some pretty big crowds in some of those places. Um, but often they're the people that uh, already have an interest in it and probably are a bit like yourself on top of these things and and are drawn to it. Um, often the parent that has an addictive a child that's addicted to games or has is addicted to porn and uh, and you know in Australia we've got forty five percent of young people um, are, are um, exposed to, to porn. 25% of, of age 12 boys have been exposed to, to porn. Um, there, so there's some scary stuff around that. But, but the, the parent that's had the, the kid that's either gaming or, or some other part of uh, negative social media often doesn't go to those presentations because they're concerned that they're going to that everyone's going to know that their kid is is part of that uh, culture so mm. so the ones you're actually trying to get to are not got to um, through those our traditional means of, of educating parents yeah, and, and those sort of one stop. I mean, I, I get this with the sort of some of the inset training I do with schools as well, because it's all very well and good. Somebody rocking up and going ta da and giving a really often, you know, entertaining and insightful presentation. But as you know, as an educator, it's not about turning up and going ta da and then walking away. It, it, it's, it's an ongoing thing that the conversation needs to be happening all of the time, doesn't it? You've got to try and get behavioural change, and that's that's difficult. That's more difficult. Awareness is is one thing, but behavioural change is a, is a whole different thing, and that needs to be an ongoing discussion and, and uh, learning process. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. So, listen, through our conversation before we started recording, and clearly in the conversation we're having now, you're really passionate about not just young people, but uh, safeguarding, digital citizenship, you know, all these different related areas, uh, online safety, so forth and so on. So what have you done about it? What is, what is the work you're doing now, Stephen? Yeah, I've joined a company called DigiSocial. It's the first um, uh, online platform. It's the world first um we, we can't find anything else that's of a similar nature. Um, we have the tagline, it's social media with training wheels. So it's social media for our tweens, our 11, 12, 13-year-old um, student uh, kids. Um, it's a, it's a, a school-secured platform um, which teaches them and educates them with every keystroke they use um, across across the um, the um, the the range of subjects from right through from um, speaking in an appropriate way to the images that they post right through to the real tough stuff stuff like pornography and gaming and and, and uh, screen time and green time and all of those those things so it's an educational platform um, which is 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 um, Hopefully, we're going to sweep the nation and the world. We've got we've got a few schools outside of Australia too that are picking up now and running with it. Um, so yeah, that's we're 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 into that space um, with with what is a secure, um, immersive, intelligent. We use the latest artificial intelligence to moderate the behaviours of kids, so the kids actually experience the learning. It's not just like we were talking about before it's not just the expert coming in and and giving a one-off talk um mm. it's kids experiencing that education right through um so yeah that's 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 what i'm involved in now 
that sounds really cool so um about the um the the, the product then Stephen. so um what sort of ages um would it be appropriate for does it start off sort of right from the sort of the early years right through up to sort of you know your 18 year old sort of student or is it no, no we've targeted no, we've targeted our tweens. Um, so we've targeted our um, year five and six students, our key stage two in, in English parlance yeah. um, students, to um, because there's a there's a range of reasons for that. One, um, all of those platforms that I, we talked about, TikTok, Facebook, um, YouTube, um, yeah. um, Instagram, all have a 13-year age limit on it. Um, now, that, that wasn't just chosen by a matter of uh, randomness. That's when um, it's it sort of accepted that student, uh, kids' brains are starting to develop and be influenced. Um, we, we, we think that those, those pre-teens um, years uh, are still when they're going to listen and be moulded, um, and they haven't got to the stage where they're those teenage years where they can't be told anything. You know what what we went we all went through, um, and I've had a couple of teenagers go through that myself, um, and they they can't be told anything. They they're atrocious people. Um, they there's this alien that invades their body, and they become monosyllabic and argumentative. Um, but um, you know, so we're, we're not in that space. We we, we think that's probably gone too far um, when, and we're, we're, we've built the platform to deal with um, kids that are aged 11, 12, 13 with a curriculum aligned that across the curriculums um, across the world. The, the, um, the British curriculum um, is aligned to that as well uh, as the Australian curriculum and, and some international baccalaureate stuff. Um, so we've aligned some curriculum stuff in there and we've built it to, to, to deal with those kids. It's age-appropriate content which kids engage with and find entertaining but also educational that sounds brilliant i mean sort of rise up my street as well thank you for sharing that if people want to find out more about that Stephen, uh, where can they go to uh, to find out more where, where are your socials and your websites and uh, whatnot yeah digi social so it's d i g i i digi Digi Social. If you if you uh, Google Digi Social, come to our website. Um, it's at, at Digi Social is our um, handles on um, Facebook and Twitter. Um, and you know we'd love to um, do talk to anybody who's interested in the, the the area of cyber safety and and looking for a safeguarding um, platform that's going to help. Um, it's social media with training wheels. It, it performs and looks a lot like social media. So kids, when they're in the school environment, think that they're cheating the system. Um, unbeknownst to them, we're actually educating them on the system, um, which, which is the best way to educate kids, of course. Teachers have full control over that. They, they see everything that's posted. And funnily enough, um, it doesn't seem to make any difference to kids. That they know that teachers are are seeing. Um, we've got them at that that impressionable age where they're not mm. not worried about that. If we if we dealt a bit later on the, the the teenagers, then they probably would be more concerned about teachers being able to see what they say. But um, it, the kids that, that we've got, had on the platform, um, they, they doesn't seem to mind. So yeah, Digi Social um, are our handles, and uh, yeah, we'd we'd love to talk to anyone who's uh, who's interested in cyber safety. 
Well, fantastic. And listen, thank you so much for sharing your insights and your experiences during the course of this conversation. Uh, hopefully our powers will cross again sometime in the future to talk more about this. This is something I'm hugely passionate about. You can probably tell from my, uh, uh, my, my what I've been sharing with you and what have you as well, particularly with my own, my own yeah. children being that sort of pre sort of teenager years as that was a 10 and 12 it's uh yeah right up my street so thank you so much for giving us some time uh to come and share me today Stephen. thank you so much cheers thank you for your time mark it's been a pleasure oh no my pleasure and uh, just be safe and take care and uh, catch you soon cheers Stephen. thanks thanks mark cheers